Welcome to Do Theology. This is a show about doing theology. We explore various theological ideas and uh, discuss how those ideas impact our lives. I'm Ken Chipchase. And I am Jeremy Howard. I don't like saying my own name. Well, that's a problem. Calvinism is much false doctrine as a woman preacher. Well, of course, in fundamentalism, you define everything as a gospel issue. This is a true mark of Christian maturity to discern the difference of issues. I got an idea. Let's not run with anybody who thinks they got another idea. There's a lot of different understandings of what the days are in Genesis 1 and to what degree evolution was part of how God created things. I have disagreements with him in some areas, but those are adiaphora, those are side issues, many important issues. So many Bible doctrines are ruined when we use the wrong words. This is why it's so critical that we use only the King James Bible. You gotta have that right or get out of here. Pray God that I don't take every minor thing and make a major thing out of it. Nothing divides like truth. I respect them as brothers in the Lord with whom I have some strong differences, but they have a big problem with me. Is there a way that we can work together? I think fundamentally we have to say yes. Christians can disagree and still kick it. The name Jeremy is supposed to, is supposed to have three syllables. And so when you say it, it's a Jeremy. I don't know. What else is okay. up? Okay. All right. Uh, We want to thank people for tuning in and listening to us today. I know there's a lot of things out there you could uh, devote your time to listening and watching. So thanks for giving us a shot. Um, Just wanted to share a little bit about uh, about who we are. Um, I am a uh, a church planter. I'm planting in. uh, Southern Indiana, a church plant. I work with an organization called Midwest Church Extension. And uh, yeah, we plant churches. So that's what we do. I've got, uh, got a wife and three kids at home. And uh, yeah, we, uh, we have a ball together. So That's better than having a kid and three wives at home. Yeah. Well, Which brings me to my next point. I'm in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pastor in, uh, in Payson, Utah, Southern Utah County. It's a pro-level uh, segue right there. It really is. For episode one, that was pretty ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a pastor in uh, Payson, Utah, and I too have one wife and three children. My wife and I are currently in the process of adopting, uh, though, and we will have four children, Lord willing, in the near future. So that's, that's a little bit about what's going on in my world. Yeah. So yeah, uh, show do theology. Um, yeah, we just wanted to talk about a few things, um, and as we go along, of course, we'll be unpacking a variety of different ideas, and um, always, always in mind how uh, how the theological things that we talk about again impact our lives and and shape how we live. Um, but I guess just to start off, just want to share a little bit about where where we're kind of coming from on uh, the theological spectrums that are out there. There's a lot of different ideas. So I just want to share a little bit about where we stand on a few things. And Yeah. And it would probably yeah. be helpful just to mention too, that where we met, um, you know, you're from oh, yeah. Chicago. You're, you're Absolutely. cursed with um, being a Cubs fan. And, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I'm from central Missouri where uh, as one of God's chosen, I became a Cardinals fan from a young age. And um, we met though in Kansas city. 
We did. We did. Uh, Calvary Bible College was the uh, where we met, the school we went to. Um, it's uh, Calvary University now, um, but it was Calvary Bible College when we were there. Yeah, so, and it's a, it's a dispensational um, framework for, for that school. So for those of mm-hmm. you who are listening who are familiar with the different theological frameworks, uh, Calvary is on the dispensational side of things. And um, yeah, if you're familiar with the IFCA, Independent Fundamental Churches of America, that's the type of uh, background that, that we've had in our kind of our Christian upbringing, uh, though you have much more experience in that realm than I do. Yeah. I mean, Midwest church extension, um, their aim and mission is to plant IFCA churches. So that's, uh, that is what we're doing. Uh, the church that we're I'm planting right now is an IFCA church. Uh, so that is definitely, um, kind of the waters, uh, that, uh, we swim in a little bit. Uh, so how many listeners do you think we just lost? Well, that assumes we had listeners to begin with. So (laughs) (laughs) you can't lose what you never had. (laughs) Um, But that um, just, just stating that alone actually kind of tips our hand a little bit on uh, quite a few of the uh, secondary issues or secondary doctrines and where we would stand on quite a few of those things. Um, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about uh, some of those on your end. Sure. Well, I mean, maybe we could just start with, uh, I mean, in, in each one of these, you know, by God's grace, we plan to talk about more in the future and probably whole episodes devoted to each one in the future. But um, if we want to start with just dispensationalism, which is a long word that has many connotations, uh, everybody who hears that word thinks of something different, probably. Um, but I, 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 would identify myself as more of a progressive dispensationalist along the lines of Daryl Bach, Craig Blazing, Robert Saucy, and, and those guys, um, not necessarily the dispensationalism of Hal Lindsey and uh, John Walbert and Charles Ryrie, definitely not uh, that of Lewis Berry Schaefer or yeah. uh, John Nelson Darby. Um, so, uh, but anyway, um, we are dispensational in the sense that we see a distinction between the church and Israel. And Mm -hmm. um, that is a key part of our framework when discussing who the church is, who Israel is, of course, and what the future holds for um, the church and for Israel. And uh, if if you're listening and you've not heard that before, or maybe you've heard things about that type of teaching before, uh, I would just urge you to hang in there um, as we talk about it more. So that way you can get a fuller understanding of where at least we are coming from uh, and in our perspective on that. Right. Yeah. Cause a lot of times, uh, dispensationalists, I think kind of get painted with a broad brush and, uh, a lot of people, you know, there's, there's all those, those crazy charts and everything that are out there. And, you know, yeah, like you mentioned how Lindsay and left behind and all that sort of stuff is just, that's, that's not qu- quite the, uh, <laughs> the angle we're coming from on all that sort of thing. Um, yeah. I'm also dispensational, uh, figuring out where I fall into that spectrum. Yeah, I'm still, still working through some of those ideas in my own mind. Um, I don't know that I'm quite as far along the, uh, along the uh, continuum towards the progressive side. Um, but, uh, I'm definitely not fully where, you know, the Walvards and Ryries and those guys are, uh, or have been, uh, so just trying, I'm still, I'm still figuring my way through a lot of that. Uh, what I do have is a commitment to uh, consistent 
historical grammatical hermeneutic. Um, and that's the, the goal of that is to try to understand uh, what the author originally intended when he was writing uh, the biblical text. So I do have a firm commitment to that. Where that leads me is I try to work out uh, the framework uh, that I view things by. Um, still, still working through that. So, yeah, and that and that's really where it starts um, is with the way that we understand and interpret scripture. Um, you know, I mentioned church in Israel, but that's kind of skipping ahead. Uh, the reason why mm-hmm. we see a distinction between the church and Israel is because of the way that we read and interpret scripture. And right. So, uh, hopefully, as we go through these things and talk about kind of where we're from, I know we're jumping into it right off the bat but as we do that hopefully it will um uh you know be helpful for those listening just to see where we're coming from as we're being up front with our framework and our uh what we would call secondary doctrine but we'll talk about that more in a future episode too uh, right but you can make the decision now if you should just shut us off and, and curse <laughs> us or if uh, this is interesting enough to continue or fits within your worldview right and, you know, um, I don't know if we even want to say anything about what we mean by secondary doctrine at all, because if people are listening for the very first time, yeah, yeah, helpful I mean, to just, just to give a just simple, I mean, we're going to talk more about it in the future, but just, uh, just really briefly. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so se- secondary doctrine is something that needs to be defined uh, in general. So that's kind of the the whole point of why we're going to talk about it in the future is because we throw around terms like this, a lot of podcasts and a lot of uh, preachers throw around terms like secondary um, or minors. You'll you hear people say major in the majors, minor in the minors or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times that's not defined. It's just kind of assumed that we're all on the same page with that. And that's not always true, but we would hold that um, there is a distinction between that, which is of first importance and that, which is not of first importance. And that being of first importance would be the gospel itself, the message that saves. Um, it would also include um, doctrines that are clear in Scripture that that transcend hermeneutics. And we'll talk more about this in the future. That no matter what type of interpretive model you have uh, in when you read Scripture, uh, and you're always going to understand these clear basic truths. And then... Um, also ethics, you know, what scripture mm. teaches us about uh, morality. Um, so that's all in the, in the primary column and secondary would be things like dispensationalism and a few other things we're about to talk about that uh, good Christians, uh, when I say good, not morally good, but good thinking Christians and Christians who actually are <laughs> uh, defined as Christians by the biblical text, um, they can disagree on these things because scripture um uh, doesn't teach these things so clearly that it transcends hermeneutics, but that it's actually subject to our hermeneutic. Uh, it doesn't mean that we don't think that these things are important, right? We do think these things are actually very important uh, in many ways. Of first importance. Exactly. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't determine your eternal uh, destiny. You know where you're going to end up for eternity. So, um, yeah. So. That's just a basic, and we'll again we'll get more into a lot of that uh, in future episodes as we uh, as we move along. So, so we talked about uh, we were our, we we took our dispensational underwear and we put it on the outside for all. That's the right. <laughs> what else do we want to show? <laughs> well, uh, there's a lot of that actually flows out of um, of just a, a dispensational uh, framework 
Um, and one of those things I would say is, is the concept of cessationism. Um, we believe that uh, the uh, miraculous sign gifts uh, have ceased. Uh, things like speaking in tongues um, and healings and, and things of that nature. Um, those things are, are not uh, gifts of the Spirit in operation today. Uh, those things ceased um, with the, uh, they, they gradually faded out of existence uh, towards the end of the uh, first century with the apostolic era. And, it, and it's important to emphasize that you're saying the gifts of these things. So not the occurrences right. of these things, but the gifts of these things that God is no longer instilling in his church, people who have the miraculous gifts. Right. And that should be uh, also noted that this doesn't mean that we don't believe the Holy Spirit is at work at all. Right. Yeah. We do believe the Holy Spirit is at work and in tremendous and powerful ways and that he does uh, give his, uh, his gifts to the church. Um, it's just those, uh, you know, those miraculous sign gifts. Those are the ones that uh, have ceased. Hence, cessationism. Which, so. uh, which, yeah, I mean, the, that that's a great segue too. That we believe the Holy Spirit is still powerfully at work because we're Calvinistic too. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so we obviously believe that the Holy Spirit is still uh, mightily at work. Yeah. And that's whatever, whatever listeners we still had, the rest of those are gone now, right? <laughs> we are definitely down to zero. Yeah. yeah. So, and those labels too, the Calvinism, Calvinistic, um, you know, there's a lot of people mean a lot of different things by that. So I hope that's not a, that's not a stumbling block to anybody either. Um, again, hear us out, give us a time of day to, to consider, okay, what, what actually do we mean when we say these things? Um, but yeah, definitely. Um, Definitely consider ourselves more on the uh, the Calvinistic spec side of the spectrum on that issue. Um, and, and yeah, it, you can't really have a, a starter conversation on that one. Yeah, um, that's yeah. And and really, we could have uh, probably just saved a lot of time uh, at the beginning for those three things by just saying we like John MacArthur. Uh, so that probably yeah. would have covered those three bases. Yeah, I would say in terms of the the Calvinism side of things, the the one the one holdout in the midst of all that would be uh, the limited atonement issue. Um, still, still believe that Christ died for the world. You know, that's uh, that that's uh, that's hard for me to get around uh, when I read the pages of Scripture. So, yeah, and again, uh, God willing, we will uh, get to that and and have mm -hmm. some whole episode devoted to that in the future. Yeah. What else do you want to highlight there in our secondary? Sure. Uh, we're both complementarian, um, meaning that we reject, especially, it's especially important to express this today um, when this is in all the conversations online, it seems like with Christians. Uh, yeah. We reject egalitarianism in that uh, egalitarianism being a role or being a, a view rather that God doesn't have distinct roles for men and women, but that uh, men and women can essentially perform the same roles in the home and in the church. We mm -hmm. reject that notion and believe that God created man and woman differently with different roles in his design originally, not as a part of the fall, but um, originally he designed it that way. And so that affects the home and the church. Um, that, that's a pretty important one. Yeah. Definitely, it affects so much of of uh, how we just how we do theology. All right, that's it affects so much of that. 
So, yeah. Um, uh, we're also uh, Credo Baptists, which we probably figured out by now. There aren't very many Presbyterian dispensationalists left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, that's who. <laughs> uh, even though originally dispensationalism yeah. was Presbyterian by and large. Yep. Um, it, it, that's, a, that's a fascinating bit of history there. It that, is. Yeah, I, and uh, Francis Schaeffer is an interest, interesting person to study in that he was premillennial and very Presbyterian. Um, yeah. I need to read more on the biography of Francis Schaeffer. But um, so, yeah, we're, we're Credo Baptists. We're Baptists. Uh, we are not, um, you know, guys who sprinkle babies. That's just kind of the way it is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Then I guess, uh, uh, I'll go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say another, uh, another thing we, you know, young earth creationists, um, you know, this, I think this is just part of, as we would see it, part of the outflow of, of our hermeneutic and, uh, an understanding, you know, how we read scripture. Um, you know, the Genesis account as it reads is as it stands, you know, um, we pretty, we pretty well understand that as, as teaching a six day creation. Um, and that the earth is roughly 6,000 years old. And it's also spherical. Yeah. <laughs> it is spherical. <laughs> how, Which is, uh, how we live in a unique, <laughs> We live in a unique point in history when that has to be specified, quite well, honestly. Yeah, this is true. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I think that covers a lot of the main main bases. Um, do you preach from the New American Standard? What what translation do you preach from? I actually preach from the ESV. Oh wow! I, I shifted to that uh, actually this More year than I thought. Oh, uh, well, there, I can tell you the reason why, but I don't know how much we want to get into all that right off the bat. But I mean, I mean, well, uh, give a nutshell, give the elevator pitch for the ESV. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, it's actually not my uh, my first preference in translations. Um, it would actually probably be my third, uh, quite honestly. American um, Standard and what? What comes before ESV? My <laughs> actually, yeah, yeah. no, my uh, my number one preference is actually the uh, Christian Standard. Um, I really like the Christian Standard Bible. I know that uh, that might come as a little bit of a surprise, but uh, I like it a lot. Is Lifeway sponsoring our podcast? I didn't. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, but if you're listening, Lifeway. <laughs> what's, so what's, uh, what's your elevator pitch for the ESV? Why are you preaching from it? If it's, uh... So I'm, I'm preaching from it basically because uh, as where we stand today in our, um, in our uh, again, in our moment of history, the ESV probably has the most widest level of acceptance amongst Christians. You just um, said most widest. The most widest, yeah, a little redundant there. Well, whatever. Oh, the widest, incorrect, but. yeah. The wi- <laughs> the widest level of acceptance of any uh, Bible translation uh, since the King James was pretty much the only English, the main English uh, player for years and years. The ESV is is uh, it, it's not to the level that the King James was back in the day, but it's it's as big as uh, probably almost could be. Um, in our day and age, and as I'm preaching, providing the least amount of, of hurdles for people to overcome as they're uh, following along as I preach, 
Um, I find that that is, uh, that is better. I reference other translations when I preach. Um, so if I like the, the NASB or the CSB or even, even the NIV, if I like how that's rendered in different places, I'll, I'll highlight that and say, hey. Well, what I, what I just heard you say is you're, you're a pragmatic compromiser. Yeah, basically. I'm an eclectic Bible translation. I basically should just write my own translation and just preach from that is basically what I should do. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea, Ken. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> so essentially, I preach from the ESV. Um, it's what most people have. I'm going to – it makes it easy for people to follow along. And, and they have amazing resources, Crossway. Uh, they do. Good resources. They do. Whereas we use primarily the NASB in the Lockman Foundation. Lockman is an appropriate word. They lock it down. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Um, we already mentioned baseball a little bit. Do you just want to talk about our interests things so people can relate to us as human beings? Sure. Yeah. Well, baseball, um, huge Cubs fan. Um, it's, uh, it was great. The Cubs won the world series 2016 and that was a fantastic moment. And since then there's been nothing but, uh, frustration and head scratching. And, uh, well, even, even in the midst of winning the world series, there was some head scratching involved in that. And, and yet, you know, we pulled it out and then, yeah, since then just kind of trying to figure out what in the world is going on. We just got a new manager, uh, David Ross. We'll see how he does. Let's, yeah. Yeah. People probably don't care. People probably don't care about that, but well, there I, we go. Yeah, this could turn into a baseball podcast if we let ourselves do this. It could very quickly. So, yeah, and I'm a diehard Cardinals fan, um, and so that should tell you everything you need to know about our intelligences. Right. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. We'll let, uh, we'll let the people decide what that means, okay? <laughs> yeah, we will. Because uh, you're a pragmatic compromiser. So That's I, right. uh, like I mentioned, I'm from Missouri, and uh, Ken, you are from Chicago, which yes, is what, uh, yep. But you ended yep. up in Indiana, and I ended up in Utah. Why don't you just talk about how you ended up in Indiana? Sure. Um, uh, so after graduating from from Calvary Bible College and uh, seeking out what was next in life. Um, definitely had an interest in church planting and I had, uh, had a little bit of a relationship with, uh, uh, Henry Vosberg and Midwest church extension. Uh, prior to that, I actually did a summer internship with MCE, um, in 2011 and, um, just had a good, good experience there. Although at the conclusion of that, I was not convinced that I, that's where I would end up with, with MCE. But a couple of years later, just through, a variety of you know circumstances, conversations, and uh, the Lord directing us. That's where we ended up with Midwest Church Extension. Um, uh, have a, a big heart for seeing uh, there being faithful Bible teaching churches in the Midwest. You know, a lot of people think of Midwest and think of Bible Belt and you know Midwestern Bible uh, Bible Church. Uh, culture and there's there's quite a few uh, churches and things that are out there. I mean, there's there's a whole host of churches in a lot of places, but what we find is that a lot of times uh, these churches are 
either not teaching the gospel or it's a very watered down uh, message. And um, that's, that's concerning for us. So even though uh, we're in the Midwest, uh, there's a lot of communities that only have, um, you know, more uh, mainline or liberal uh, denominational uh, churches out there that, as I understand it, they're not teaching the gospel. You know, they differ on the primary things that we were talking about earlier. They, they have differences in the primary, uh, primary doctrines and uh, are not faithful to God's word. And so that's, that's concerning to us. We want to see more churches started that are going to be faithful, claim the gospel, faithful to uh, teach God's word as it is written and as it is intended to be understood. And so we, through uh, just through the relationship with Midwest Church Extension, found ourselves in uh, uh, Jeffersontown, Kentucky, which is a suburb of Louisville, uh, working with a church plant there. That church graduated in 2017 and sent us out across the river into southern Indiana to plant a church up there. So that's how I ended up in Indiana. Hoosier State. Oh, yes. Home of basketball, uh, according yeah. to Gene Hackman. Right? Hoosiers? The It is the Hoosiers. I don't know anything about the home of basketball, but yeah, sure. <laughs> you see the movie Hoosiers, right? Yeah, it's been a long time. But yes, I have. Um, where are you at in the church planning process? Very, very beginning. Uh, we have a Bible study going. We got a couple of families, um, but we are we are pounding the pavement, knocking on doors, sharing the gospel with people. We don't have Sunday services going. Um, we're just uh, yeah, we're just at the very beginning. Discipleship and evangelism, right off. That's that's where we're at. Exciting, so, exciting yeah. time. The sky's the limit. You can. Just uh, paint whatever colors you want right now. You're not coming into a, a set church where you have to yeah. appeal to some preset standards. You just yeah. The ceiling is the roof. It's a little scary. Yeah. So, it is. It is a. Yeah, there's definitely moments where you look around and just be like, "Oh, okay." What's what next? <laughs> What's what, what am I doing here? I don't even know, but by God's grace, uh, we'll figure it out. And uh, I've got some good mentors, uh, some good people uh, that have uh, that have helped that, that have trained me and have um, providing good, uh, good oversight and, and good influence in our lives and good sounding boards for bouncing things off of. And by God's grace, we will see this church established. Amen. Cool. So how about you? How did you end up in Utah? You know, we're friends. You already told you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I was also at Calvary and uh, let's see, you were at Calvary from what? 2009 to 13. Yeah. I got my bachelor's 2009 to 13. Um, I did end up with a, uh, a master's of religious studies as well. Um, 2013 through 15. And then, oh, and you should probably mention where you're going to yeah, school. Yeah, I should. I should. I'm, I'm pursuing a, a, an MDiv right now, uh, Master of Divinity with uh, Shepherd's Theological Seminary. They are in Cary, North Carolina. And I'm um, doing the majority of that is online classes, um, uh, which if any of you are considering, uh, this is a great way to do it. Um, you, it's, uh, you're Zooming. You, it's using a program called Zoom, and you're live in the classroom uh, via the internet. Uh, you can ask questions. You can interact with the class. Uh, it's live. So, uh, but you're sitting in, in your room or wherever you are uh, on your computer. Um, but yep, 
And then I travel out uh, to the campus once, once or twice a year for a week-long intensive class on campus. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just in the beginning of that as well, going slow, just one class at a time for the most part. And uh, yeah, working on that MDiv. Cool. Yeah, so I, um, I was at Calvary from 2010 to 2013. I, I got my associate's degree from State Fair Community College in Sedalia, Missouri. If anybody Shazam. Says I am you know, really excited about that. But uh, yeah, I was, I was at Calvary for three years. And when I was out there in 2011, I was approached by a couple of missionaries from Utah during missions week. And uh, my wife and I had gone out to Utah previously. Um, in 2008, we had come out with a group from our church and got exposed to the needs in Utah a little bit. And we hadn't returned, but it was always on my radar. I went to Bible college, not knowing exactly where I wanted to end up or what I wanted to do and talked to them in 2011. And they said, well, you should, you should come out and check it out and see it again and consider it. And uh, a whole year went by and I didn't check it out again or uh, really think about it a lot more. So in 2012, uh, they said, Hey, remember us? And I said, yeah, you remember me? And they said, yeah. And uh, they said, you should come check it out. And so my wife and I came out that summer and visited and uh, we were only out for a really short time. It was like, um, boy, less than 48 hours. But Mm. uh, the time that that is short. Well, yeah, it was, we were supposed to be here a month. And then there was some uh, family stuff. My, my grandfather was about to die. And so we came back so I could spend time with him before he passed. But there's that short window that we had was enough for us to realize this is where we needed to be. And uh, so we moved out in May of 14. So we've been out here five and a half years as of this recording. And um, it's been great. Uh, this is a place that is super needy for the gospel. I live in a county that is 600,000 people. 84% of them are Mormon and one half of 1% uh, of people living in this county would claim to be evangelical Christian. So uh, right in America's backyard, so to speak, there's a great need. And mm-hmm. we've been out here um, Working in this church, uh, Payson Bible Church, is uh, where I serve as pastor. I was associate pastor for the first three and a half years out here and then became the pastor in September of 17. And uh, we started as a church in 1970, which is pretty wild. And um, we, my wife and I, um, our whole ministry here has been to help this church get to the point where it graduates from the mission of the organization that planted it. So um, there's been a lot of focus on my end on leadership development. And actually just recently we established for the first time um, in-house trained plurality of elders. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a plurality of elders and deacons now, and we're set to graduate on our 50th birthday, which would be September of 2020. So we're, kind of on that track and to seeing what the Lord will do. Yeah. That's exciting. That's really exciting. Yeah. It's also, um, it's definitely not the same as starting a new church, like what you're doing, but it's the other end of it. That is, I think in some ways equally scary, uh, because Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been under the authority and we've been tied into the uh, financial help of this organization. 
And now we're cutting those ties slowly. um, But the last ties are being cut and, and it's like, okay, we're going to spread our wings and fly, but that's, that's what God intends. It's been 50 years in the making. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's awesome. Well, anything else we need to say in our first episode? Um, should we give uh, just a little sketch of where we're, we're going for the next few episodes? Give people sure. a reason to come back? <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good idea. Yeah, why don't, why don't you break yeah. it down? Yeah, so um, we've kind of already introduced this, this, uh, this concept of you know, the primary and the secondary um, doctrines here. And we want to explore those a little bit more. Um, uh, in, our, uh, in our ministries and uh, just in our different interactions, we've interacted with people that have... Um, we say struggled with these concepts a little bit and how to apply them um, and understanding which, what belongs in each category, how are we going to define each category, what belongs where and how that impacts how we do theology, how we do yeah. church. Yeah. I mean, cause there's, there's a different weight, like we were talking about, there's a different weight that's applied to different doctrines. And so justification by faith is a much uh, more, sure and highly regarded and weightier doctrine than yeah. can women wear pants uh, to church. Right. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess but, it depends on who you're talking to, right. Which well, is the it, whole point of why we want to talk about it. Yes. Cause there are people who, who have misplaced their priorities of doctrine and uh, that's what we want to address. First of all, just to yeah. make that clear. Right. So, uh, to to kind of lay a foundation of that, um, our next episode uh, will be about um, how we understand the scriptures and uh, what have, what does it mean um, when we say things like and you know, we affirm sola scriptura. Well, what does that mean, and how does that impact how we do theology? Uh, so we're going to talk about that a little bit, and then we'll begin to go into these categories of okay, primary doctrine. Let's define that. Let's identify what belongs in that category and talk about a few of the things in there. And then secondary doctrine, let's define that and, and what belongs in that category. And then also um, our third column of, of doubtful things, of things that, you know, that, that third column, tertiary issues, what, what does define that and, and what belongs in there as well and uh, begin to do theology. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, this will be this will be fun. Um, these are concepts that I've talked about for um, about eight years. Um, I've really been wrestling within myself on the weights and measures and importance and all of that of doctrine. And so it's exciting to be able to talk about it and hopefully get, get feedback from people who join us in the conversation and help us shape our own thoughts on all this. This will be good. Yeah. Hopefully we can be a help to, to people and be a blessing to them as well um, for, for all of life, right? Amen. So, all right. Well, I want to thank you everybody for listening or watching. and uh, Both of you. Both of you, yeah. <laughs> we will talk to you another time. Okay. See you next time. Do theology. Do we theology. need a good sign-off. We do you need a good sign-off. Um, nope, I don't. Do you? Until next time. <laughs> theology. There we go. I, I think I just found it. I think you, I think you did. Say it again. <clears throat> Until next time, do theology.